2: Welcome to the DFS Podcast Friday edition for this weekend's NFL games. Hi there, football fans. I'm Paul Bruno, and I invite you to follow me at Statsman22. Joining me, as usual, is John McKechnie, who is a busy guy and a great follow at Johnny McKex. We're here to deliver the final podcast of week, the last week of the NFL's regular season. Uh, as you know, we've adjusted our schedule owing to the short work week. And today for our Friday pod, we'll be looking at defenses and kickers to finish off Rotor Wires weekly look at all the positions and look forward to getting to this week's storylines and our respective FanDuel lineups. First of all, though, John, I want to know what you've got planned for New Year's Eve.
1: Uh, well, I'm still back here in, uh, in Maryland, and uh, a good friend of mine, uh, she rented out th- this place called the Big Chief in D.C., and... Uh, we're going to have a full brass band going at it, and it's going to be a big like New Year's blowout, so I'm, uh, I'm a little bit excited about that one.
2: I guess you should be, man. Well, we, uh, we have the honor of doing the final DFS podcast of this season, and I couldn't think of a better way to do it than uh, getting into our efforts to complete the weekly uh, series of position-based podcasts with you, my friend. It's been a lot of fun all year long. We'll Absolutely. take a look, we'll take a look uh, at the defense and kicker options and then come up with our best recommendations for full lineups as you, John and I share our top picks at each position. These choices will make up our FanDuel rosters this week for this week's game. So why don't we look at the defenses first, John, beginning with that top tier over $4,800 and up.
1: Uh, starting us off here, we got the Seahawks checking in at 5200 going to San Francisco. Uh, moving down the list, we're going to have Pittsburgh checking in at 5100 going against Cleveland at home. Then we're going to have Kansas City, 4,900, going against the Chargers on the road. Uh, Then we got Buffalo, 4,800, going against the Jets in what is probably arguably the biggest mess of a game that we have on the slate this week. And that's saying a lot for Week 17. Uh, Then we're going to have Denver at 4,800 going to Oakland. And then we're going to have Arizona against the Rams.
2: I got to tell you, I got to tell you, John, my winning uh, de- my defensive choice is coming for the, from this grouping. I won't uh, give it up right now, but I'll let you continue on to the forty-six and forty-seven hundred dollar range.
1: All righty, we're going to have Tennessee checking in at forty-six hundred, going against Houston. Then we're going to have Minnesota at forty-six hundred as well, going against Chicago. Uh, New England is at forty-six hundred as well, going to Miami uh, to round out their season. Washington is at 4,600 going against, uh, you know, an occasionally explosive Giants offense at home, but a lot on the line in that game. Then we're going to have Houston at 4,600 going up to Tennessee, who doesn't have Marcus Mariota.
2: Yeah, you've got to look at those keys, and also the defenses that have something to play for against other teams that don't. That'll be the guiding uh, force for, for the smart selections, I think, this week, uh, I don't want to look at the nothing games on on the charts here at all. Is there anything anything under the forty five hundred dollar plateau that piques your interest at all?
1: There really wasn't. I think that the Baltimore and and Bengals game, uh, both of those are forty five hundred or, or lower. Baltimore forty five hundred, the uh, Bengals forty four hundred. Uh, I think that's going to be an extremely low scoring game. So I think you know there, there's potential there, uh, at least for a, a decent floor. But I don't see a ton of upside either way. Um, Maybe the Bears going against Minnesota, if the Bears can generate a bit of a pass rush against that really patchwork Uh, Minnesota offensive line, you know, they're at 4,300. So that's a situation where... Uh, we we could see some sack totals uh, stack up, and, and you know obviously that that'll generate some points for you. But I I have a hard time picking off the trash heap this week. Usually I have a, have a much easier time, but this week is so muddy. I think I, I'm kind of on the same page as you, where I'm going to lean towards a a higher priced option for my defense.
2: Yeah, and it could be a boomer bust kind of a thing here in this range. If you look at the Packers and the Giants in this range. Uh, they could be real home run picks if they blow out the their opponents in meaningful games but it could just as easily go the other way so i'm inclined to stay away from both those matchups when i'm looking at the defenses of choice uh on this board john let's switch over to the kicking options again with guys costing over five thousand dollars john
1: We've got a, a pretty uh, heavy top tier here. We, we're going to have Matt Bryant at 5,300 going against New Orleans uh, in the Georgia Dome. We're going to have Justin Tucker uh, 5,200 at Cincinnati. We're going to have Adam Vinatieri 5,200 versus Jacksonville. Matt Prater versus Green Bay, obviously at Ford Field. So no no weather factor there, which it which is you know kind of rare for for an NFC North. Uh, contest this late in the season then we're gonna have Sebastian Janikowski rounding out this tier at 5,000 going to the high altitude of Denver
2: and I gotta say in this range I like Prater and that price tag against Green Bay I think regardless of the outcome I know Detroit's going to be trying to score as many points as they can but regardless even if they're in catch-up mode they're going to be in scoring situations just like the Packers I think this could be a high scoring affair so I don't mind uh, leaking the fact that I'm going to take Prater on, on my choice might be a surprise, given that, yeah, given that you and I probably are on opposite sides of this game. Uh, I'm going to put that out there right now. Uh, what about the 4,600 to 4,900 range, John? Uh,
1: checking in at 4,800, we're going to have Will Watts of the Saints going to Atlanta. We're going to have Dustin Hopkins at 4,800 going against the Giants uh, here in D.C. Uh, we're going to have Graham Gonneau, 4,800 at Tampa Bay. Dan Bailey at Philadelphia at 4,800. Uh, then moving down the list, we're going to have Chris Boswell, 4,700, versus Cleveland, kicking in the, in uh, at Heinz Field, always a little bit tricky this time of year. Uh, Steven Goskowski 4,700 at Miami. Weather shouldn't be an issue there. Uh, then we're going to have Mason Crosby uh, opposing Matt Prater in, in that in that game you just mentioned, uh, 4,700 at Ford Field. And then Nick Novak, who's dealing with a bit of an oblique injury, it looks like. So I, I think that's definitely worrisome. I know that Nick Mo- Novak has been one of the better or more productive fantasy kickers uh, in all of football this season. But, uh, you know, a kicker with an oblique issue. It might not sound like it, it's something that to worry about too much, but I, I actually do think it is, so I, I'm probably laying off of him at 4700 going against the Titans.
2: In this range, John, I'm kind of interested to t- you get your comments on uh, Koskowski coming in at only $4,700. There. Uh, usually he's a little higher on the board. Uh, Miami and New England is a rivalry game. Uh, your comments on that one, but also, I also want to see, hear what you think about Crosby being priced a, quite a bit less than Prater. Three hundred dollars is significant on the kicker side. Are they? Are, is the board telling us that they favor Detroit?
1: I'm not really sure uh, exactly what to make of the, of the Crosby-Prater dynamic here. I think maybe it's suggesting that that. Detroit is going to have more stalled-out drives, uh, whereas Green Bay is going to have more touchdowns. So, you know, that limits Crosby's upside as far as field goals are concerned. Uh, I think it, it you can't really go wrong with either kicker in this matchup just because it is in in a dome setting, so I think both of those guys can definitely be worth it here. Uh, as for Goskowski at 4,700, uh, you know he's a guy that that could eat. We've seen him as a top price kicker kicker several times this year. Several times he's been at, at the 5,000 range, uh, so I, I think that this is a bit of a nice nice price break for him going against Miami, where I assume that you know, even though the Patriots have everything pretty much locked up, I don't think they really are going to take their foot off the gas per se, so I think Oskowski will see his usual allotment of, of opportunities here, and you know, he's a pretty automatic guy, so 4,700, he's pretty safe as well.
2: And then in the 45 and under range, I'm going to draw your attention to a couple of picks uh, that, that stand out for me. One at Robbie Gould of the Giants against Washington. This is another rivalry game, and you've got to think the Giants would love to kick the Washington club in the teeth and, and eliminate them from the playoffs altogether so I would I would expect them to be trying to do their best to run up a score here as well and Chris Cannizzaro of Arizona against LA. LA is uh, one of the lowly teams in the league. Arizona is no great great heck either but uh, I, I like Arizona big in this one even though it's a road game.
1: Yeah I think you, you got to like Arizona and Cannizzaro's chances uh, in, in that one so if you, if you do need to kind of punt on your kicker as it as it were i think you could do a lot worse than that and then i also liked it at 4600 uh cairo santos a little bit if you, if you can spare that extra hundred dollars i think that he's he's a totally fine play he's a he's a guy that's been pretty automatic throughout the season so uh, i think 4600 is a really nice price for santos
2: john there are a few games on the board with playoff implications which one will you be watching and which ones will you be watching and do you want to make a prediction or two
1: uh, so I think that the biggest one, obviously, is the Packers versus Lions uh, that, you know, the NFC North title pretty much on the line there. Um, neither, neither team has clinched a playoff spot to this point, but we're going to know if one of them has, uh, I believe, by kickoff, uh, just you know, based on the fact that they're playing the late game there. Um, I just like Aaron Rodgers in, in December against his a, against a divisional oppo- opponent. I, I'll get into that a little bit more uh, later on in the show. But I, I just don't see where, where the Packers don't just kind of end up outclassing uh, this Detroit Lions team that uh, true to form has started to kind of slip as December has, has uh, you know, uh, unfolded here. So, I, you know, it looked like the Lions were a sure thing to, to kind of take the north here and now the packers have just they've remained red hot of late and i, I don't see that stopping here in week 17. i think they you know this could be a launching point uh to a nice playoff run for the packers you know any time that you got a team led by Aaron Rodgers, i think that's certainly on the table
2: oh god i hope you're wrong i can't stand the packers <laughs> i'm an nfc east guy so i'll be looking at the giants and redskins game as i mentioned the giants are pretty much locked into that number five seat aren't they john and and yes. washington really has to have, have to win this home game for a shot to, to get into the postseason and and they'll be looking very keenly onto that detroit uh, green bay game if they do pull it off so uh, those two games are really linked and, and i'll be keeping an eye on both of them i do believe that they're the standout uh, tilts on the weekend schedule i'm going to go with the lions at home against the grain john and i'll talk a little bit more about that as the show progresses i'm sure we'll go back and forth on that one a fair bit all right uh let's take a moment though to remind our listeners about the experience we've enjoyed on FanDuel all year long fantasy football fans have all the victory every Sunday with FanDuel fantasy football for everyday fans there's new contests starting every week no busted seasons and here we are at the finish line Uh, you all still have a chance to pick any contest choose your team and watch your score in real time Uh, new this year there's been an upgraded experience you get even more contest variety, as we've seen. Try beginner contests for new players only. Settle a score with a friend in a head-to-head deal. Try a 50-50 contest where the top half win cash. Play in larger tournaments for even more excitement. Play for a dollar. Choices for every budget, John. Uh, we've had a ball all year long. Uh, I, I love the fact that you know if I get blown out one week, I still have a chance to reload. Uh, that's, that's really been the best aspect for me. Uh, what is it about FanDuel that, that's been good to you this year, John? Yeah, I really
1: do enjoy that aspect where, where you can, you know, kind of have that quick turnaround or, you know, even even if, uh, you know, your, your early slate or early lineup isn't going well, you can you, you can kind of sniff that out and, and go ahead and, and get yourself into a late afternoon lineup and, you know, win yourself, win, win back your money there. Uh, I've just really enjoyed our, our like, Roto-Wire uh, experts competition uh, throughout the season. It's always something to just kind of uh, – you know make fun of the coworkers for or or a lot of times i've also got, got been on the short end of the stick there i've had a few few clunkers thrown in this season unfortunately but you know it happens but i think it's just it's it's a lot of fun to, to be able to do this every single week week in week out and just kind of uh completely completely change how you look at, at the sunday slate of games
2: well uh we've we are still engaged by the FanDuel format every week because it offers that clean slate, and that's been fun and entertaining for everybody. We invite our listeners to have all that fun with that, that Fantasy Football has to offer at FanDuel. Be sports rich. They have a special offer for new users where you get a three-month, six-month subscription at Rotowire with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You go to fanduel.com rw. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's over $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to fanduel.com rw. All right, John, it's time for the rest of our FanDuel lineups. Who's your quarterback?
1: Uh, I'm going to start us off here with a pretty uh, expensive option here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 8,800, going against Detroit. So I know it's on the road with, with, you know, pretty much all the chips on the table. But, you know, with the playoff berth on the line, I think that that Rodgers is... I don't know if I trust anyone more in that scenario. I I know Brady could be an option, but it never seems like the, the Patriots are ever having to sweat out a playoff berth anymore. Uh, as long as uh, as long as Brady's there, but um, I think this is a scenario where Rodgers has just been on fire of late. Uh, he always dominates the division. He's t- he has a 12 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio against NFC North opponents this season. Detroit's secondary is 32nd in the league as far as past DVOA is concerned. I know that they could be getting Darius Slay back uh, this week. Obviously, if you watch the Detroit Dallas game, which I'm sure you did last week. Uh, the Lions secondary was really hurting without him. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, just big chunk plays through the air for Dallas without Darius Slay back there. So he might be back. But it's, it's a hamstring issue, so there's no telling whether he'll be 100%. So I still don't trust that secondary. I think Rodgers, in, in this uh, platform, I think he's going to have another kind of classic game here.
2: Well, I sure hope you're wrong, but uh, you're going to be uh, making a very popular pick. I'm going to go against the grain and pick a guy who's going to be less popular on the other side of that ball. I'm banking on the fact that, that the big money is on... Uh, Aaron Rodgers and a lot of people will follow your lead. I'm going to go with Drew Stafford, though, because I see him throwing the ball a lot in this matchup, no matter what the circumstances are. Because first of all, the Packers' secondary is very beatable, and the Lions don't have much of a running game with any consequence. It's the Lions' best chance to win, John. But even if the Packers prevail, I think Stafford will be airing it out in catch-up mode, and I see that could be a productive scenario for him. And uh, yeah, I find this a uh, surprisingly low price, to be quite honest. There's seven more expensive options here in total. So I'll gladly save the 800 bucks that you spent and uh, try and fill in elsewhere. But I'm pretty pumped about my pick, too, being on the underdog at home. Uh, your running backs, John.
1: Okay, I'm going to throw a couple of minimum-priced options here because it's week 17. Things are just a little bit strange, and I think I'm just going to kind of reflect that with my running backs here. So I'm going to go with D'Angelo Williams checking in at 4,500 against Cleveland. He's got the minimum price tag going against the Browns, so you got to like that, especially considering that Le'Veon Bell is out, is going to be sitting out, in addition to Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. So I think that this is a game where. Uh, I guess Landry Jones could be the starter for for Pittsburgh. I I imagine they're just going to be handing the ball off plenty just sort of trying to to get this game over with as quickly as possible and with that we're going to see a lot of D'Angelo Williams carries and if somehow you were you were able to hold on to him throughout the season in, in your season long leagues you know I guess you do get rewarded in week 17 here because uh, he's gonna see the bulk of the carries I don't see where Fitzgerald Tucson really cuts into his workload here uh, Cleveland is 30th against the against the run as far as DVOA is concerned and obviously we remember earlier in the season d'Angelo Williams what when Bell was suspended uh, outputs of, of 30 and 20 points. Uh, in in two two uh, consecutive weeks there. So I think that Williams uh, is a really uh, sneaky good play here at forty five hundred. And then matching him on the price tag side, I have Paul Perkins of the Giants checking in at forty five hundred. Uh, the Giants already have a playoff spot locked up, but you know, I, I still think that they're gonna bring their A game. I, I think you you kind of alluded to that earlier against the Redskins, probably trying to play spoiler a little bit. And it looks like Perkins has supplanted uh, Rashad Jennings as far as the Giants' uh, top rusher is concerned. They don't run the ball a ton, but it still looks like Perkins is the workhorse, theoretically, there. Uh, 15 carries last week as opposed to Jennings is nine. And then you toss in the fact that that Washington has been porous against the run. I've seen, I've watched them intently the last two weeks, both against the Panthers with Jonathan Stewart and Jordan Howard of the Bears last week. Uh, That's a very soft run defense. They rank 25th as far as rush DVLA is concerned. So I think that Paul Perkins is another uh, value option uh, to to pencil in uh, if you're strapped for cash at running back.
2: Geez, I thought I was going out on a limb saving 800 bucks. You're saving a ton of money on the running back. I can't wait to see what you got at wide receiver, man. Uh, I'm going to go with De- a little more expensive options, obviously. Uh, Devontae Freeman of Atlanta against New Orleans. This is going to be a shootout. Uh, one of the premier pass-catching running backs priced at $8,000 against the, one of the worst defenses in football. He's going to get a lot of touches in, an, in any attempts by the Falcons to control the clock and keep Gunslinger Breeze on the the sideline for New Orleans. Remember that the Saints defense is ranked 25th overall and Freeman is a top 10 running back in total offense who has 12 TDs on his 2016 stats line. I like the chances of running up those numbers a little bit more against that bad defense. And I'll pair him with Jordan Howard, a guy I know who you've liked. He's at the top of the running back class over the last half of the season as the main cog in an otherwise limited Bears offense, John. The last Uh, and he's an option in the passing game and a corresponding focus of all opponents that has not slowed him down uh, which is kind of telling and uh, in his favor and he's racked up the seventh most rushing yards for the entire season to boot even though it's a nothing game it's a rivalry tilt and I say the Bears will lean heavily on him one more time to close out their schedule yes at at the running back position John you've got uh, three names
1: all right, here, uh, starting us off, you know, obviously, it went with those really cheap running backs, so I could really load up at my receiver position this week. Uh, so I'm going to start us off here with Odell Beckham, 8-800, going against Washington, uh, just like Washington is 25th against the run, they're also 25th against the pass as far as DVOA is concerned. I, I, it's unbelievable that a team with, with that bad of a defense is still in the hunt this late in the season. Uh, so we're going to have another Odell versus Josh Norman matchup. I'm, that's something to always look forward to. You know Odell is going to bring his A game for that one. And I don't think we're going to see a sideline meltdown with, with the tears streaming down his face like we did uh, it, earlier in the season, when the, when those two faced off in the Meadowlands, so I don't think that that Beckham is going to see the 20 targets he saw in Week 16, but I think he's he's definitely in line to see double-digit targets a, as per usual. And when when the ball is in his hands that many times, only good things are going to happen. So I got I got to pay up for Odell here. Uh, especially because Antonio Brown, like I said, isn't playing. Uh, so that slims out some of uh, this top crop of receivers. Uh, moving down the list, I'm going to have Mike Evans at 8,400 going against Carolina. Carolina's pass defense really has improved of late. It, it's, uh, it was something that that I think both you and I picked on earlier in the season, but I, I think in this case that they have been playing better, but at the same time, the, the, the Buccaneers have a lot to play for here, and I, I think the, uh, we're going to see Evans see a ton of targets uh, in, a, in a must-win situation game for the Buccaneers here. So I, I think that he is a guy that, that has a very high floor and obviously a really high ceiling just given his, his physical uh, tools. He can just physically dominate and take over a game, and I think that, that this is a week where that can certainly happen. And then uh, for my third wide receiver, uh, you know, sort of one of the more boomer bust options in the NFL this season. We've seen this guy, you know, kind of win win contests for us in the past, and we've also had him kind of lose contests for us. We got Brandon Cooks 7100 going against Atlanta. Uh, that the over under in that game is unbelievable. It's 56 and a half over under. That that's just you know that's what you see when when the Falcons and the Saints tee it off. That you know earlier in the season that was one of the more fun games that we've seen all season long, that Monday-nighter. Uh, so this or over the last month, uh, Cooks has seen uh, nine targets, eight targets, ten targets, and nine targets in his four December outings. And I, I think that this is a scenario where he's going to see a ton of targets again. I don't, I don't find Atlanta's secondary particularly imposing, aside from Trufant. So I think this is a scenario where Cooks uh, definitely can explode for some big plays here on a fast track in what should be a really high-scoring game.
2: Well, I'm going to say that the Green Bay-Detroit uh, tilt is going to be a high-scoring game, and I will go on the other side of that for me, and that's Jordy Nelson leading it off at 8200 bucks. John, the Packers will be looking for their premier wideout to complete his excellent comeback season with one more big game to hopefully lead them to the playoffs. He leads all of the NFL with 14 pass receptions for touchdowns, and he'll definitely be Rogers' go to guy in, as well. And you can expect him to get not only 10 targets, but maybe 15 or even more against the Lions in a game that, where the ball's gonna be in the air a lot on both sides uh, of that tilt. I'll uh, pair him with a couple other guys uh, in a little less meaningful games. Uh, Doug Baldwin of Seattle against San Francisco His price is priced at $7,100. That's a very low price for the league's fourth ranked pass catcher who's coming off a huge week where he was targeted 19 times one of the highest marks in the season Uh, as the Seahawks want to win this one to possibly upgrade their playoff seeding, they'll lean on their top pass receiver one more time to play a lead role for them while facing the Niners who've given up the most in total offense this season on the defensive side of the ball and then finally I'm going to go cheap to fill up my roster looking at the second tilt that I'll be keeping an eye on and uh, i look at sterling shepherd here at 5200 dollars this is always a heated rivalry and i'm betting first of all that the giants want to hit, knock washington right out of the hunt with a win to do that they will involve Shepard, who's finished the season with quite a flurry as he has 6 td catches in his last 8 games locking up a wide receiver 2 role over there i'll also add the washington ranks 28th versus the pass and 29th overall in total yardage allowed so i like the chances to get a big payoff for a guy at 5200 bucks Your tight end, John.
1: Before I get into my tight end, it's very apparent to me that you and I are both very much in on the Giants this week against that Washington defense. So I I think we're both on the same page there. But moving on to my tight end, uh, I do have some extra coin to play with here. So I'm going to go with the expensive route. I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey at 6,800, going against San Diego, coming off. Uh, I believe one of the best games of his career, if not the best game of his career, catching 11 out of 12 targets for 160 yards and a touchdown on Christmas against Denver. Uh, that was an unbelievable showing from him. And uh, aside from a, cl- a, you know, kind of an aberration clunker type of uh, deal against Tennessee the, the previous week, Kelsey had famously uh, gone for over a hundred yards in four consecutive contests. Uh, this is a matchup this week where where Kansas city uh, does have something to play for In in which case, you know, Uh, They're going to be playing all 60 minutes, you know, full throttle against the San Diego defense that is improving, actually, uh, statistically. But uh, I still feel like there's not a whole lot of defenses, a a whole lot of secondaries that can really do anything to stop a guy like Travis Kelsey, the way he's rolling right now. So I think he's certainly worth the expensive price tag.
2: Well, and I'm going to double down on the Detroit Lions with my tight end pick. I'm going with Eric Ebron against the Packers. A price of $5,800. He's coming off a season high in catches and targets last week. That should tell us all we need to know about this, the importance that he has in the offensive scheme with the stakes as high as they are. And I anticipate much the same workload this Sunday. He faces that Packers secondary, and they're they're ranked 29th in the league in yardage allowed. I say he gets to be their primary red zone target and could pay off with at least one catch. uh, beyond the goal line strike your defense john
1: i'm gonna go with the broncos at 4800 against oakland obviously the broncos have been eliminated from playoff contention uh but i think and you know oakland is it is going to be in the playoffs but that there's the division is still a little bit up for grabs but i think the broncos are going to want to play spoiler here and you know i hate to you know sort of uh, try to really target this but the, I think the fact of the matter is an Oakland offense that doesn't have Derek Carr uh, is such a downgrade you know when, we, when we're talking about a guy like Matt McGloin and, and then we got you know the Broncos defense has been you know lights out for, for the majority of the year they can get after the passer uh, they can also you know defend the, defend against the pass so well and, and the run so I think that this is a scenario where 4,800 against a Matt McGoin led offense when you're at home uh, looking to play spoiler. I think the Broncos uh, can definitely pay off this week.
2: And I'm going to counter with the Pittsburgh Steelers facing the Cleveland uh, Browns. Uh, okay, so the Browns won a game last week. Does anybody really think the Steelers want to lose to them at home? Even if it no. means closing out the regular season in, in what might be an otherwise meaningful game, they're going to protect their third seeding and play to win for sure, I think, despite the fact that they're going to shuffle the quarterback because you would intoned earlier that'll mean one more long day for the Browns in this dreadful campaign though I, I think as the Pittsburgh defense will press them on offense all day long and uh, that, that uh, brings us to our kickers John who did you pick uh, to kick the ball this weekend
1: uh, Go with a homer pick for my, for my final pick of week 17 here I got, I'm going to go with Justin Tucker at Cincinnati the Ravens don't really have a whole lot to play for this week I could see uh, you know Uh, the Ravens potentially rewarding Tucker he's been talking all season about getting a 60 yard attempt or or potentially even a 70 yard attempt I don't know if that'll happen but I think you know if the Ravens are are sort of in that no man's land when their drive stalls out I think they're going to give Tucker a chance to to, uh, really boom an an extremely long field goal here so we could see you know a you know a 60 yard field goal coming out of Tucker and that's obviously a lot of points and then you got to figure every time he, he does get an opportunity he's pretty much automatic inside of inside of 60 we haven't really seen him beyond it so i think that you know we're going to see Tucker uh, you know convert everything that he's given this week against Cincinnati i'm not not overly worried about it being outside in ohio this time of year honestly not not with Tucker who's having one of the best kicker seasons uh, in recent memory
2: well, and, you know, we've heard all, all about Revis Island the last few years. I guess I'm creating Bruno's Island when I say that I'm going to add Detroit's kicker, Matt Prater, versus Green Bay at $5,000. With this trio of Lions picks, I'm sure that I'm an outlier. But if they come through, John, you can expect to see me in the winner's circle, I think. Uh, there will be a lot of scoring in this game, I do believe, on both sides. And I'll take the Lions here, so I'll happily take their kicker. It's basically that simple for me. Who's the play of the day for you?
0: Uh, I think for me,
1: it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, 8,800, uh, season on the line here, going against a divisional opponent on the road. Obviously, we, we've seen what, what he's done against the Lions in the past. Uh, I think you you probably remember the uh, the pretty memorable game last season at Ford Field with the, with the Hail Mary Rodgers to Rodgers. Um, I don't think he's going to need a Hail Mary in this one. I think he's going to be able to get the Packers in gear early. Uh, against, against that really shaky Detroit secondary. Like I said, he dominates division competition, 12-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. I think he improves that to 15-to-1 this week. I, I do think that he's going to be able to throw three touchdowns. So, Rodgers, got to be my pick of the day.
2: It's kind of fitting. You know, you and I did the baseball season all year long. There was a rivalry uh, hinged between Baltimore and Toronto all year there, and now it looks like we've had our chance to talk about the the Ravens and the Cowboys, and uh, and now it looks like we're finishing up with an argument over Green Bay and Detroit. I'm going to say my play of the day: Stafford and the and the lion of the Lions. I'm going to go against the flow here and take a guy who's cast as the underdog in a home game against Green Bay for all the marbles. To win big in Fanduel, you have to have a, one standout pick that goes against the grain. This guy's going to be mine and I'll take, I'll take my chances my with him. In fact, I, will, I have tripled down with this lineup, including my tight end and kicker picks. And did I mention that I hate the Packers, John? I think,
1: I think you did. I think you did say <laughs> that earlier.
2: <laughs> well, I want to wish you a Happy New Year and know that we have one more week to do this football pod next week before we switch over to basketball in coming weeks, John. But it's been a blast in the regular season. I can't wait to see what we think about each think about the playoff matchups. We'll go through them next week, but... Uh, that's all i got for for you today so i wish you and your family all the best john happy new year
1: you too happy new year to you paul
2: so there you have it for john mckechnie you, who you can follow at johnny mckex i'm paul bruno reminding you to follow me at statsman 22 we wish you good luck with your fan build picks we also remind you the next RotoWire dfs pod will be recorded on monday we'll get back to our regular schedule and uh, we'll that'll be previewing the wild card week of the nfl thanks for listening and happy new year everybody